Okay, hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. It is a crazy time in this crazy world where we are in lockdown, we are at home with our kids and our families and we don't know when that's going to change. So for the foreseeable future, we are here uh, protecting ourselves, protecting others and we want you to know that we are here for you guys, that we are just trying to get through this. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, abs- it's, it, it's blowing my mind that my kids are at home, which for us, this is normal. We're always at home together, me and the kids. But now my husband is actually here working too, and he does sales. And how do you make sales calls in a house full of screaming children? <laughs> and so the, the struggle in our house right now is real. We are doing a lot of outside walks and being outside, but there's so much tension and the stress of getting work done and getting these sales for him is real and it's definitely the whole house is feeling it and that doesn't even include the stress that comes just from knowing about coronavirus you know and feeling like yes I know what it is but I actually have no idea what I should be doing because there's so many different things going around you know yeah it's weird it's It's a weird time yeah it's just every day is different like I I think the thing that freaks me out most is that I have no idea what this time next week is going to look like. Yeah. Think about last week. This time last week, everyone was saying, it's just the common flu. Everyone needs to stop talking about it. It's not a big deal. And now, you know, there's so many deaths in Italy and that number is rising every day and the U.S. numbers are doubling and the U.K. numbers are doubling and now we're being told to stay inside. I mean, U.K. blew my mind. You know, yesterday, literally like 12 hours ago, you guys were being told to get herd immunity. And then all of a sudden they were like, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, they've totally backtracked on that. Yeah. All of a sudden. And it's really worrying because for us, we we feel like we should trust what the government are saying. But it's terrifying to think that they don't actually know what the best course of action is. And I think uh, this morning um, a report came out about what would happen with herd immunity and that something like half a million people could potentially die in the UK, which is huge. And uh, so then all of a sudden they were like, okay, we don't want you to all get it. So could you all just stay inside, please? But the schools are still open. Mm, um, and but- yeah, I've elected to keep the boys at home. I've I've chosen to just lock them down already because... Uh, well, actually, the advice was that if anyone in your family has these symptoms, then everyone has to stay at home. And Chris has got a cold. The boys have got coughs. I've got a cough. It's not coronavirus, I'm sure. But I'm just taking it as the opportunity to start before I, I, what will inevitably happen, which is they'll say, oh, yeah, we should have probably closed the schools early. So I'm taking that decision away from them. Absolutely. I mean, look at the United States. I think most of the schools here are closed. I know the majority of the universities are. 
And I know K through 12 schools in South Carolina, where I live are, and South Carolina was one of the last states to actually decide to shut down schools. Um, so there, that, there's got to be something for all these other countries shutting everything down, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying every parent should, because that's the problem, isn't it? People, Not everyone has the opportunity to take their kids out of school and watch them full-time. And right now, nobody really wants to watch anyone else's kids because there's coronavirus and everyone is trying to self-quarantine. So it's really putting a huge strain on working parents. And, you know, I it, it really breaks my heart. Same thing for these working parents who are trying just to put food on the table for their kids and can't find any food because, you know, the people who can afford it have just bought 300 pounds worth of meat, you know. <laughs> well, that's what you were saying uh, on our previous podcast that you went to the store and there was no meat left. I don't understand this meat i mean people must have these huge freezers that they can store whole animals in or something i know it's 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 blowing my mind because even us like i wanted to get i need more frozen fruit because we've been doing smoothies every morning for like high vitamin c and i'm i'm running out of frozen fruit but i also don't have any more room in my freezer because freezers just aren't that big (laughs) so i don't know what people are doing like i have one loaf of bread and if it runs Mm. out I'm not I don't even think I'll be able to find another loaf because people have just ripped the the shelves raw. Yeah, see, I've been quite fortunate because um I've done all of my shopping online, so it's all been delivered by Sainsbury's and there have been a few things that they haven't had in stock, but things like toilet paper have been fine, there's been no issue with them. I'm presuming that they stock uh they get their stock from the warehouse if they're doing online delivery. But it means that I've been organized and I've had someone come and deliver it. And so I haven't really needed to go out. The only things that I have, um, that I've felt I've needed to go out into the community for are things at the pharmacy like you, and also for fresh milk, um, which we get in glass bottles from the farm shop. But I'm not sure how long, how long that's going to last. I mean, if they're telling they're telling people to close down the thing is it's so it's so not black and white like yeah they people can't go to bars and restaurants and stuff but they haven't specifically said close bars and restaurants and um like what about the people that are um uh in the retail industry like they have to be in these stores doing their work while people are running around possibly infected like Mm. i I I really took for granted how little I saw humans with the work that I do and being at home I'm in my little bubble but these people are coming into contact all the time like I'm so pleased and I'm sorry for teachers throughout there but I'm so pleased that I'm not a teacher anymore because I would have to be going into these classrooms filled with people yeah and they'd say like oh no more gatherings of over 500 kids um people well these kids are together every day and there's like over a thousand of them like what is that if that's not a mass gathering yeah it's it's very confusing and i get it because kids are not getting the coronavirus as i guess full force it's not affecting them in a, the same way that it's affecting the elderly but that being said there are plenty of kids who have who are immunocompromised you know presley got rsv when she was 3 months old she has to see a pulmonologist because her lungs just have been damaged so badly from that so when even when she just gets a cold we're we're usually in the doctors and she's getting chest x-rays because it affects her way more severely than it would any other child you know 
and there it's just and even if Hudson got it, who has a great immune system, if he had no symptoms and he was going to school, he could infect another ki- 10 kids who then take it home and they might live with their grandparents or their parents yeah. might be older. You just the way that this virus seems to move, I can't I I can't comprehend why schools would still be open because kids are dirty little mongrels. I said it all the time. Like my kids cannot keep their fingers out of my face. And I, I keep saying, stop touching my face, stop touching my face. And they're like, I know I just love you. Like, I just want to like rub your cheek. And I'm like, stop touching my face too close to my mucous membranes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The things that I say to my kids are, uh, stop touching my face cover your mouth blow your nose (laughs) wash your hands yeah wash your hands wipe that snot (laughs) because they are all snotty but they're always like that because they're kids so it's really difficult to know whether this is like corona's uh snot or normal snot i know i was talking to karen earlier and i said i don't know if it's coronavirus or just because i have asthma but like i can't breathe right now and i'm walking up the steps and I'm getting so winded just like walking up the steps and she's like Alexi you're pregnant oh yeah (laughs) I forgot yeah I guess that's probably a contributor but that's the other thing Mm. is you know pregnant women have now been added to the list of um the most at-risk category and so I'm not like but I don't know why right I'm not petrified because I haven't seen anything you know our immune systems are weaker I get that but because there's not enough information about pregnancy and this disease, it does freak me out a little bit. And I mean, we're self-quarantining anyway. Like I said, I have to go to the pharmacy to get my epilepsy medicine today. But other than that, we haven't left the house and I really don't plan on it because we don't leave the house anyway. So the kids, for the kids, not much has changed. Um, Mm. And for me, not much has changed except that Adam's here driving me crazy all day. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) it's still... It's just this horrible sense, especially because I do have anxiety of this this constant little niggling in my head worrying me a lot, even though I feel mm. like I'm going I know in my head like I'm gonna be fine, the kids are gonna be fine. You know, you have to keep a strong face. You don't want the kids to feel worried. Like I remember during nine eleven, I didn't I understood what was happening to an extent, but there was so much like love and positivity in the world at that point. Like people were lifting each other up and they were heroes and there was so much positive going on. But I feel like right now there's just so much negative. It's hard to find yeah. the silver lining because no one's talking about any silver lining. It's people stealing trolleys at the grocery store and <laughs> hoarding all the food and not giving it to the people who need it and women who can't find formula for their babies and there's no more diapers and you know, people are dying of coronavirus and where are the heroes? Yeah. Well, I I did read today something that I thought was uh was positive because it is positive. This this uh a friend of mine uh posted on Facebook positive news for anyone that needs to hear it today was like um China's closed down its last coronavirus hospital because there aren't enough cases to support it. Um a 103-year-old Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery. Uh, three Maryland uh, coronavirus patients fully recovered, able to return to everyday life. Like, there's all these little bits that you don't hear about um, that they found in India. They're able to treat it. Uh, where does it say? Doctors in India have been successful in treating coronavirus with a combination of drugs 
um, and they're going to suggest the same medicine globally. So there are little things going on, but the thing that that worries me, and and I know that it can't be helped, but you you feel that the leaders of the world should know what's going on, and it's it's literally day by day they're taking mm. it because now in the UK we have these meetings, these daily briefings because it can change from day to day. Like, actually, we've decided this. Oh, no, we're going to go back on what we said. Oh, no, we're going to do this. Everything's shutting down. And it's like, no one knows what's happening. And it just, I think today the message was uh, people are not allowed to travel um, indefinitely. It's like, well, <laughs> what is going to happen with, like, jobs and the world? And But also, I know I'm going on about I know that I'm going on a bit, but um, another silver lining is I think the climate change thing is yes! a huge bonus. I was just about <laughs> to say that Adam has this huge conspiracy theory about how this is going to yeah. change the world. Like it's going to reset yeah. the entire world's ecosystem. Yeah, I was, I said to Chris, if I were God, this is what I would do. <laughs> Apart from the, the deaths, but the fact that it's not being... Um, that aggressive towards children is a good thing um and also for the majority of people it will be mild but the in fact the effect it is having on the environment is massive mm. and it shows that people can work from home and that when this goes away people will work from home and the world will change like yep. there's unnecessary commutes and all of the in the industries and even flights like people are talking about short haul flights being scrapped yeah that's what i was gonna say i read this article and it was saying this coronavirus is just gonna impact the entire world in so many ways like the way that we lived three weeks ago is not going to be the way that we live coming out of this because it this has just made such an impact on everything just like you know Every time something like this happens, like 9-11, look how the airport changed. You know, you did, you don't just walk into an airport, get on your plane. There was a lot more security. Now, the the like you, like all the things that you just said, there are so many impacts be, being made, so many different changes that are going to come into effect. And I think it's it's going to be interesting. And I hope that they do look at these maps and see the, the way that, um, like that map of China, how much how much different like i don't know was it the gases in the air had changed and then they did it over italy and it was the same like that's mind-blowing and people are still yeah. I, I mean in to an extent you know getting on yeah <clears throat> i think i think the world is long overdue a bit of a reset and appreciating what we have and appreciating who we are um Thing, things like business and consumerism has just taken over to the point where we don't recognize ourselves as human beings anymore. The things that are important are never prioritized. And so like what I was saying to my mum was that because I don't see my mum often at all because she lives 600 miles away, but um, she was checking up on me and how we were all doing. And I was saying, actually, I'm probably better now than I have been in a long time because I'm taking supplements, <laughs> I'm exercising, I'm trying to eat healthier, uh, you know, all these things that I always say, yeah, yeah, I'll get round to. Mm. But you don't because you never, there's never that it's urgency not a priority. to do it. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, Chris and I are taking these vitamin C and zinc um, things every day and they make us feel really good. So why have we never done this before? Oh, wait, we needed to be scared into like yeah. an 
a global epidemic to make ourselves healthier. Yeah, see, that's one thing. I haven't changed much about our diet, but I'm also really happy. Yeah, but you're super healthy. I know, but that's why I'm really happy because I feel like I was ahead of the curve and now I'm like, okay, our immune systems are really freaking good. Like, hopefully, hopefully that gives me a little bit of a a push in the right direction. Like, I was looking at the... um, like this, one of the supplements the kids take every day, and it has like the full daily requirement of zinc. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's yeah. great. I don't have to like give them something else. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, have you seen firsthand any sort of nasty behavior, um, sort of ugly human traits getting in the way of the like, panic? I mean, not getting in the way of panic, but reacting to the panic. Um, just, I think anyone in the grocery stores has seen people just, you know, taking five, 24 packs of toilet paper and leaving nothing left for anyone else and not caring that there's a line of people waiting to get toilet paper. You know, I mean, I didn't need toilet paper, but I Mm. went to that aisle just to see what was going on. And it is hard. You know, I see people, I saw people stacking up on like 20 cases of water. I don't know why people are buying water, but, and like, you know, the, the 24, 24 packs of sausages. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not being funny, but what about the single moms who can only afford to buy what their kids need for uh, until they get their next paycheck? And they go, yeah. to, they had to wait until they got that their paycheck to buy groceries. And by the time they got paid and went to the grocery store, there was nothing left. All the macaroni yeah. and cheese was gone. All the canned soup was gone. Anything that they need on a, a regular basis, they they don't have access to. You yeah. know, the baby wipes gone. And I I did. I gave a, a lot of people who were filling their carts with absolute, you know, stuff that you know that they don't need that much of. I was giving them dirty looks because I think it's wrong. And I think that everyone was overreacting. I really do. But the, the grocery stores aren't shutting. Like the CEOs of the grocery yeah. stores have said, we are not shutting. We are going to continue restocking the shelves. Stop. Or that's the only yeah. way that there's going to be a problem is if you if you keep buying everything. That's yeah, how we're going to run out of stuff. You need to stop buying everything. But people are so panicked, which I, which honestly I'm surprised because I don't feel like the government is creating a sense of panic. I feel like we are panicking within ourselves. Um, I don't know. I mean, I assume you do have like budget airlines. Um, <laughs> actually, probably all airlines are the same. But the only time that I've seen an example very similar to this is when I've been waiting at a gate for departure and everyone has got their own seat allocated, so there's no panic. But someone will stand up at the departure gate and then everyone follows suit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even if it's an hour before check-in, yeah. even if the flight is delayed, people start panicking and they, oh, well, if they're going up there, maybe I should go up. And that's yeah. the same with the toilet roll. Like, oh, well, if they're getting toilet roll, I better get it because there'll be none left. And like, I don't know who these people are because I don't know anyone who has stockpiled toilet roll I've been getting my I think we go through about nine rolls a week which is quite a lot but I have four boys in my house and they seem to just you know throw it around like confetti but um I just don't understand the mentality where people shut off their emotions or their social awareness Mm. uh and yeah just fight like I saw this this woman in Australia had a a trolley full of about 200 rolls of toilet roll and this other woman 
asked her, can can I have one of the packets, please? Because there are none left on the shelves. And this one was like, no, 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 you can't. No, no. And the, this, the woman who asked was just like, I have got kids at home. I need this. Why are mm. you being like this? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, just oh, devastating. It is. It's, I know. it's really wrong. And I posted on my Instagram a post about just how, like, this is a time, during these times is when we need to come together as not even just a country, but as a world and like help each other, like go to your elderly neighbor's house, ask if they need a prescription filled, you know, just yeah. the little tiny things that we can do to help other people. Because I can guarantee you, your 80 year old neighbor should, is more at risk than you. And if you can do just getting them toilet paper, helping them get their groceries or just like taking them the leftovers from your dinner, you know, yeah, you can just leave it on I their know. porch. You don't even have to open the door just knock and, yeah. and walk away. Like, um, we went to a big wholesale place. Um, and I saw a woman in the parking lot and she's like, don't even bother going in. Like the lines are just wrapped around. She's like, I just went in to get, uh, a pack of baby wipes for my kids. I have a two year old and an infant. And she said, there's none left. And she's like, I don't, I only have one roll, one pack left. I don't know what I'm going to do. And Adam and I had, um, been ordering our baby wipes on Amazon for, like ever just like a subscription box and then we forgot to cancel it and so for months after the kids were potty trained we were getting boxes of wipes so we have like two massive boxes of wipes at home and I was like come to my house I will give you a box of wipes like there's no reason why you should not be able to wipe your baby's butt because these people are being so nasty and I gave her my number and I ended up giving her you know a box of wipes but this is what people should be doing <laughs> yeah I know, Instead of being exactly. like, my baby might need the, a whole box of wipes in the next week. Well, you know, next yeah. week, next week the, the store will be restocked. But right now, there are people who literally have none because you've taken all of it. Yeah. How are you doing with the social media aspect? Are you um, letting yourself be open to it all the time? Are you limiting it? Are you closing yourself off completely? Um, to be honest... I don't really find myself being that stressed by it. I actually have, I find it all quite interesting. The, mm. the, the thing that's stressing me out about coronavirus is, is the reality that my husband might not be able to make sales. He's a sale, you know, he's a sales, he sells things. If he's not yeah. able to sell, he doesn't get paid. And you know, that's my concern. I'm self-isolating. Yeah. I'm not leaving the house. My kids aren't leaving the house. I'm not infecting other people. Yeah, I I I am in, I kind of enjoy catching up. I I've been listening to LBC all day long, which I know is weird because it's English, but I just prefer it. I've been listening to yeah. LBC all day long, and I'm on the internet. The only thing that bugs me are these people who are like, "I'm not self isolating. This is stupid." And I'm like, "Oh, you're mm. selfish." That's what I can't handle. The people who are like, you know, I don't know, who just don't seem to be taking it seriously. When, in my opinion, which I know is just my opinion. Even if it is all a, a huge hoax and no one ends up getting sick, well, good, <laughs> great. I, I I don't think it's a hoax, but I don't either. I but that's thinking... just it. There are people who are convinced that this is all a conspiracy theory. Like, and I'm just yeah. like, you're an idiot, and you're you're literally ruining it for the rest of us. Like, you're it's you, you are my... patient one. <laughs> if my brother was still alive. He would be in his absolute element because he was just, he was the ultimate conspiracy theory buyer. Like, you know, everything was a conspiracy. Like Alexa was created 
uh, by the CIA to spy on citizens. And if you ask Alexa if she works for the CIA, she'll self-implode and stuff. And I loved it because you would just come up with stuff and you'd be like, this is real. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen there's a there's a documentary on Netflix called Pandemic. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I don't want I don't No, I don't want to watch it. But are you not scared about how accurate it is in terms of like, I don't know, because I've never watched it. Well, I watched a little trailer of it and it was like a disease will start in China uh, and it will be to cull the elderly worldwide, initially in China and then worldwide. And um, it was like a synthetic uh, disease that was disguised as this um, other disease. And I haven't seen the whole thing because I'll freak out. But like it scared me that that was actually something that had been created before this even started. But even if Maybe, it is like a created disease, which, okay, sure. Even if it was a created disease, it's still wreaking havoc. And it's still our job as like citizens of the world to protect mm-hmm. our elderly who literally have protected us. Like I yeah. keep seeing this meme and it's like our ancestors had to go to war. All we have to do is sit in our house, like step it up a bit. Yeah. Like care, care yeah. just a little bit, just because your kids might not get sick and you might not get sick. Doesn't mean that you should ruin it for you know, my grandparents, your grandparents. But also you just don't know who's going to be affected. Like, um, I mean, we've got vulnerable uh, people around us, like everyone does. Like our neighbor uh, opposite, she has terminal lung cancer. Uh, We, Chris, has got um, an autoimmune disease, which means that he is normally, well, he is able to, no, what's the the word? He, uh, like, classified no he he's eligible for the flu vaccination in the winter because he's he has a lower immunity issue and our best friend has me and so he's been in lockdown because whenever he gets any sort of sickness it takes him so much longer to build up his immune system again yeah you know that's just like a handful of people that wouldn't even necessarily be considered as as severe right and like it's these it's these people's parents and their sisters and their brothers who are probably worrying about them all day long because people won't Mm. just stay in their houses if everyone took this seriously it would be so much less stressful for these people and their families who are worried that they might lose their brother their grandmother their child well, my mum thinks that I'm crazy, and I know that she'll be listening to this. Um, so no, uh, no offense intended, but she thinks that I'm crazy and that I'm overreacting and that I'm getting far too anxious about the whole thing. Um, because I've been predicting for weeks that we would get to the point now where schools are closing and everyone's everything's going to be in lockdown. Uh, we were supposed to be going to Portugal next week or the week after with Chris's parents and. Mum was like, oh, no, you'll still be able to go. You can't let the coronavirus rule your life. I was like, Mum, I don't think you understand that this is serious. And she is. She says that she does understand. And, you know, she says that um, they're washing their hands and stuff. And, you know, but I worry about my dad. I worry because he has underlying health issues and mm. they are uh, on holiday at the moment, like traveling around Scotland in their caravan with no sort oh. of immediate desire to go home and mum visited uh our our grandma's sister in her nursing home yesterday she's 93 and I was like I really don't think you should be doing these things yeah like yeah and well, it's I think, not just for you I you think know? it's that generation because my parents were supposed to go on a cruise this week hmm. and they were full like full-on like 
I'm not worried about the virus. Like the cruise ship has taken precautions. We're going. I was like, please yeah. don't like, please don't go. My parents are only 60, <laughs> but I was like, please don't go. Like, don't be irresponsible. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. They're like, well, we have good immune systems, but I just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like take care of yourself, take care of other people. Don't go. Thankfully the cruise was canceled, but I've noticed, like, I think it's our parents' generation. They seem to not be that concerned about it. Like people were calling yeah. into LBC and it's all the people, my parents' age who were like, no, I'm going to the pub every day because I need, <laughs> like, I need that stimulation. Like, yeah, I'm not going to sit in my house all day. I have, you know, it's the repeated, I have a great immune system. It's not going to be me. <laughs> There are 20-year-olds who are less healthy than me. I go for a walk for 45 minutes a day. You know what I mean? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. But also, like, please but be it's careful. Not, it's who, it's <laughs> you being a carrier, isn't it? Like, yes. That's the scary thing. Yeah. You know, like my mom said, some people have the virus and have no symptoms, not even just no symptoms for 10 days. Like, it's so mild that they they the whole time they have it, they don't know they have it. If you oh, don't really? know you have something, how are you – you, you know, even me, I have to go, I have to go to the pharmacy today to pick up my medicine so that I don't have a seizure, but I'm mm -hmm. afraid to even go to the pharmacy and I'm not getting the kid, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to take the kids out of the car, but the kids are gonna have to stay in the car with Adam and I'm going to have to run in, grab my medicine quickly and run out because I don't, it's just not worth the risk to me. No. Anyway, no, let's stop talking about all the drama and talk about what we're planning on doing with our children for the next um, I don't, I have no idea amount of time. You know, some people are saying it could be three weeks. Some people are saying it could be three months. Some people are saying until next spring. Yeah, I know. My mom said, there's no way it will be until next spring or it, no, she said, I think they're doing something in the summer and she was like, oh, well, we'll just have to wait and see if that's going to happen. I was like, it won't happen. Like it's not going to happen, <laughs> but she was like, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, for the foreseeable future, we're going to. Um, be keeping the kids entertained. I mean, like you said earlier, for Chris and I, this isn't a huge change uh, in terms of our everyday lives. We do the school run, but we we work at home, which we're thankful for. The scary thing is the the job stuff and the future of that, but we won't talk about that anymore. We can always do another episode where we lay out our fears. But in terms of positives, um, I'm actually quite excited about the potential of teaching the boys. And I've got this, um, I mean, people in the UK will know the website called Twinkle, which is um, a a resource website for primary school kids and normally you need to pay a monthly subscription but they've uh waived it since everyone's going to be at home so it's free so if you didn't know that it's twinkle t-w-i-n-k-l and uh they have such gorgeous resources that they use in school and that there are special like i just got an email that said new home learning packs for a uh, year one school closure and so it's got loads of different activities and so today was just a relaxing day for us but tomorrow we're starting actually having a routine where I'm going to have to balance my work and doing stuff with the kids because I think it's so important for them to have a structure if they're going to uh -huh. be at home because if I left it to them they would be naked with Weetabix in their hair for the whole day <laughs> yeah. and that's not a good like just like with us um getting dressed for me it makes a huge difference to my day like if I'm working from home in my pajamas and I don't really feel like I've got, got started right 
No, I totally agree. Whenever I do put clothes on during the day, which isn't very often, I get a lot more done. I wish I did it more often, but I just, especially now that I'm pregnant, like my jeans are getting tight and it's not comfortable. And my bras, oh my gosh, if I could be braless all the time, I would. Yeah. Like right now I'm wearing clothes because I know I have to go get my prescription. Um, But yeah, no, you're right. A routine is so important, especially for kids who have been in school and like maintaining that. And also she said Twinkle Scholastic is also offering free online courses. Um, and we have been using those and they're great. And um, we also have ABC Mouse. You can get a month free of ABC Mouse. So we did a free month just to see how it is. And the kids really do love it. And so we've been doing that. Um, yeah. And I ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon just to keep them busy because I think the reality is I'm not going to be able to do like school stuff all day. So of course I got, you know, kinetic sand. We got water beads. I got two really massive frozen floor puzzles for them to work on together because Hudson is into puzzles. And I think the giant pieces and stuff will be fun for them to do on the floor. Um, And I got, I don't know. I got, I actually got a frozen play set for them. Like a little, like yeah. the little figurines, which I'm only going to give them. We do a popsicle, like a positive enforcement popsicle jar at our house. And every time they get 10 popsicle sticks for doing good things and making good choices, they get to pick something out of the treasure box. So I'm going to have, I'm filling the treasure box with frozen things because I know that it's going to be a good incentive for them to, to make yeah. good choices. Because, you know, I think that kids are, it's so easy for kids to feed off of our stress. And I know that my kids see Adam and I, at each other's throats right now, not because we don't love each other, but because we're stressed. It is very stressful. Yeah. It's emotional. It's stressful. And, you know, who else are we going to take it out on? Um, and I know that, you know, they have heard, I have to, in the kindest way, kind of explain to them what's going on, um, why mm-hmm. we can't leave the house, why we can't be around anyone else, why our friends aren't coming over, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so I have explained yeah, that to them. So it's like, yeah, it's got to be emotional. So maintaining this positive reinforcement, I think, is going to be a huge aspect for helping them to make good choices and to stay positive. So I just am filling the house with positive things that they can get excited about instead of it being a constant scary place. Like we did cinnamon buns for breakfast this morning, just things that they don't always Ooh. get. Like I know some families are going to treat the next couple of weeks as like box, like boxing day and just movies and playing. And you know what? I don't even think, I think that's a great idea um, because mm. it is scary and just giving them that sense of it's going to be okay. Like this is, this is a fun time and then see where it goes in two weeks. Like you said, it changes so quickly, but yeah, like you said, same um, here, I'm not, <laughs> it hasn't changed much. We're still playing outside a lot. Luckily it's hot. So we got the water. I got the water out, and they were in their bathing suits the other day, going down the slide, in the plane, jumping in the pool. You know, yeah. so it's kind of, for them. It's kind of just like a bit of a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I did read somewhere that um, the thing that our kids will remember about the coronavirus is how they felt at home. So if you create that safe environment for them, then you're on to a winner. I mean, that is our job during this time, isn't it? Is to keep them feeling safe. Um, and kind of not letting our anxieties rule the atmosphere at home. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't find these aqua beads. I'm trying to find find some now. Water beads. They're everywhere. Yeah. Are they called? Wa- they're water called water beads. beads. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I think the kids would like that. Um, there's the sun is supposed to come out at some point, but it hasn't yet. Well, actually, no, it did t- yesterday, and it made a huge difference to yeah. your sort of well-being or your sense of well-being. Yeah. Just having the sun shining, it makes such a difference, and the kids mm-hmm. could go out and play. And I mean, I'm thankful that we have a lovely garden, and and we live in the country, so even if we are on lockdown, we can walk for miles without seeing, you know anyone (laughs) yeah I mean we live in a development but we also back up to a lake so we've been walking around the lake Hudson brings his binoculars he looks at all the different birds that are out there that are out there you know I think it's easy to be really intimidated by the fact that our kids are home for this really long amount of time and then give in to this watch tv all day but just as important to keep them occupied because when they're outside or when they're learning or when they're playing with things they don't usually get to play with or you know like that's why we have the water beads Hudson creates little homes for his wa- for his little like undersea animal figurines and he just gets into his own little world and that's so much better when he's doing that than when he's just sat in front of the TV and like you know being bored yeah. and I find that mm. especially for his behavior when I'm engaging him I don't even have to be present, but when he's engaging in things like that, he's so much better behaved than when he's just sitting in front of the TV and getting bored and, you know, but it's easy for us as parents who are stressed to be so consumed by the stress and emotion that we just don't even know what to do with ourselves or the kids, you know, which is why it's important to come together and help other parents find, like I've had other moms who are teachers who have created these incredible, fantastic resources just stocked full of um, um, like lesson plans for the day because they're not at school. So they're creating lesson plans for other parents. And what a great way to come together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that we're going to see, like just to kind of link all the way back to what we've said at the beginning, that we're going to start seeing human kindness and love um and supportiveness within our communities once the initial panic stage um goes and once we start getting into this new way of life that i think it will bring communities closer together um i hope so i don't i don't to be honest karen i think that's like wishful thinking and i don't really see it happening (laughs) Here. Oh, maybe, maybe I am. I don't know. I've just seen so many people being so selfish that I think in England it's easier because you have villages and yeah. it's a lot it's a lot harder in America. You have to drive pretty much anywhere, but I hope that you're right. I hope that people can get past this initial panic and really learn to come together and help those around them, but I just Maybe I'm a realist. Maybe I'm a pessimist. I'm not sure. But <laughs> are you saying I'm not a realist? No, I no. know. I know. No, but like uh, when I, I like, listen to LBC, I like when I listened to LBC, I heard this guy who had created this Facebook page um, for his community, like for his village. And in a day, over 250 people had joined and it was helping the elderly people and the people who are in the high risk, giving them a, having a phone number they could call if they needed to talk to someone or if they needed groceries Amazing. delivered or so all these people had got come together, but mm. everyone like that's what that's what we need to be doing. And all of our communities are creating these resources for people who are going to have no one to talk to and are going to have no one. Not they won't be able to see their family or their friends, and you know their kids may be too busy taking care of their kids to answer their phone calls when they call, and they're going to be so lonely, you know. Yeah. So just creating this uh, resources, that's a brilliant I'd love to see idea. It happen. 
Yeah. Yeah, we live... So although we live near a village, we live in an even smaller place, which I guess you would call like a hamlet. There's probably about 40 houses max, but there's nothing else here. There's no food. No food. <laughs> we have food. But there's no shops, no pub, no post office. Uh, it's just houses and there are a lot of elderly people around and although we are in contact with the woman directly opposite us there are loads I know that uh, she told me about um, a lady in the village I don't know where she lives but she's never left the village wow like ever and that's not even so like I don't know how she gets food right oh no maybe maybe it's she's never left the next village she must get food (laughs) <laughs> she must get food but anyway there are people that are really cut off from the world and they yeah. don't have any family that are looking out for them at this point so we need to step in mm-hmm. um i mean like do you not have that in like neighborhoods like in my head everything's yeah. like an american movie yes it it is neighborhoods <laughs> and we we actually have a neighborhood facebook page and there have there have been people reaching out some woman went today <laughs> and got a bunch of as much as she could at the store and said i just got this for anyone who needs it if you need yeah. I got all I got some baby wipes and I got some Clorox just if you need it let me know like if you can't if you, get, you couldn't find any or couldn't afford it so yeah I think it's definitely happening but I think there are a lot of people who need to get past this initial panic and feeling like they need to like only save their family mm. you know and realize that there's a lot of other people out there who need help too yeah yeah, totally. All right. As usual, Karen, what is the one piece of Corona advice that you've got for our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> uh, well, I can I can give advice that I give myself because otherwise, if I don't take the advice, I'm a complete hypocrite. But I think what I've been learning to do is um, to take everything in your stride. And if you feel that you are getting overwhelmed because you are too invested in what's going on just take a step back and breathe do something else like yesterday I went uh, for a run by myself up into the into the countryside just shut off from all of it just do something that takes your mind off it you don't need to be focusing on uh the news 24 7 like Lexi's listening to the radio all the time (laughs) I haven't watched the news since this morning Um, I don't feel like she knows more than me no I I feel like we we know just, the same yeah, thing, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I just enjoy it. And for some people, it. they need it. Exactly. <laughs> I think for it helps people. my anxiety, to be honest, is just feeling yeah. like I'm in, feeling like I'm well-informed, that I'm not missing something huge. Like, for me, that makes me more calm. Like, I feel like I'm up to date. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, totally. And, and I know that, for some it, people, that, that would totally stress them out. But for me, I just feel, I feel safe knowing that I know what's going on and that I'm not risking, if something terrible happened, I wouldn't know about it and I wouldn't know that what I needed to do like that's kind of how I feel yeah only because like you said it's been so quickly changing that that that's what I think worries me the most is that I'm going to miss something really important and Mm -hmm. and not just I don't know I don't well at least now I know that you're listening so if if there is anything (laughs) important you can tell me (laughs) yes 150 percent yeah so I think we'll be back later in the week to maybe talk about things that we have been doing. I'm currently on eBay looking at secondhand floor puzzles and things just to keep them yeah. busy. Uh, yeah, I spent yeah, 130 uh... random dollars just on 
but no, but I don't regret it. Panic like, buying for kids. No, yeah, panic buying for kids. But I'm like, as soon as all this stuff comes, we're gonna. I got Candyland and Shoots and Ladders because I want. Like I remember playing Candyland with my family, and it was like the best thing ever. Like I want my kids yeah. to have fun memories right now. So I'm just like, I am going to stock the house with things that are going to be le- learning tools, but also like just joyful I want my kids to be joyful right now because and because when they're happy I'm happy and there's just too much stress and I don't want them to feel that yeah totally no also also I don't know if everyone here knows this but don't take ibuprofen if you get coronavirus stick to Tylenol yeah so that's That's, Calpol here yeah so that's a big one that I have learned in my listening and they think that a lot of the cases in Italy were progressed because people were taking ibuprofen and not Tylenol so just stick with Tylenol and Calpol right now yeah Calpol and if anyone needs Calpol I saw some in the local shop today so if you've sold out near where you are let me know and I'll post you some yeah post me some because I have none I'm gonna try and get some at the (laughs) store today but I'm sure there won't be any because we my kids have never even had a fever so I'm like, oh. I had to buy a thermometer on Amazon because we don't even have one. Oh, I've got a great one. It's a Nurofen patch. Stick it on and then it monitors on the phone. Really good. Oh, I know. You're going to have to send me I'll a send link, link for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, stay positive. Stay safe. Take Keep care. Keep laughing. Lots. Keep laughing. Keep laughing. Exactly. Like your kids are such joyful little creatures. Try to find the joy in that. That's what I've been doing. Although they drive me nuts. I'm trying to find the joy while you can i still yes. keep thinking about how you don't like to see adam's face during the day <laughs> he's oh at home all the time I, okay sorry one last thing i texted one of my best friends here and i was like oh my gosh adam's work is canceled for the next week and she's like oh no you're gonna be on an episode of murder soon <laughs> i was like you can't say that in a text because they're gonna go through yeah. my phone <laughs> Yeah. Where did Adam uh, go? Here's the evidence. Exactly. Yes. Well, I, if it happens, at least call Crime Junkie and make sure they do an episode on me, okay? I was their yeah. number one fan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Guys, this is totally a joke. I would never kill my husband. He just drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we well, know, we know. Also, in the next few weeks, Karen is going to do an episode with Chris, and I'm doing an episode with Adam. He's been begging to come on the podcast. So we are yeah, definitely going to do that. Um, and get that on. We here should also do a podcast laugh. with the kids while they're at home. Yeah, totally. Jonah That'd be hilarious. Have a slash carnage. Yeah, let's just let them do a podcast together. Yeah, Jonah together. and Hudson used to. Okay, excuse me. Jonah used to just knock the crap out of Hudson when Hudson was a tiny <laughs> little baby, and Jonah was like three. And I used to be so scared. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, now that's Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You had no idea what was to come. Nope. But I'm glad that I had Jonah to show me the way. Exactly. And to show Hudson the way, because Hudson's a tough cookie now. Thank you, Jonah. Yeah, you're so welcome. All right, okay, I'm going to wrap this up. We'll try, gonna... we'll try and catch up later this week. Yeah, cool. All right, speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.